Welcome to episode 130 of The Lab. I'm your host, Brad Martin. This episode is one in a continuing series on lucid dreams and out-of-body experiences. If you'd like to hear the other episodes, you can find them by visiting thelabwithbrad.com. In the previous episode, we talked about parasomnias. One of the things that can occur when you're delving into the half-and-half state, half-awake, half-asleep. Parasomnias being several different kinds of sleep disorder. One of them in particular, sleep paralysis, is actually what we are trying to induce. It is from the state of sleep paralysis that you can have an out-of-body experience. It seems as though there are several different experiences that get called out-of-body experiences. There's something that occurs when someone is near death and yet survives. I don't know how similar that is to what I've been able to do and what I am showing you how to do, because it's never happened to me. In another state that sometimes happens to musicians, dancers, and athletes, you feel like you are watching your own performance from outside of yourself. While this feels like being out of body, it isn't the same as the sort of out of body experience we are talking about. In the sort of out of body experience we are talking about, you start off either falling asleep or waking up and find yourself unable to move. Your mind is awake and alert, but your body is still asleep and will not respond to your efforts to move it. Instead of moving your usual physical body, you move a different body, a dream body, or a shadow body. This overlaps your real body, and it feels like it's sort of stuck to your real body. Especially at first, it takes a real effort, but you can roll that other body out of your physical body, and then move around. That, for our purposes, is an out-of-body experience. Before you manage the trick of actually getting out-of-body, you might have to spend a few times in the state of sleep paralysis. It can be disturbing. You cannot move. Sometimes you can manage to open your eyes, maybe shift slightly, but that's about it. If you do manage to open your eyes, one of the things that can happen is that you will see something that is not really there. Sometimes what you see is an animal, sometimes a shadowy figure, sometimes it's something out of mythology. Often it feels menacing. Sometimes, even if you don't see any particular figure, you get the sense that there is something dangerous and menacing just outside your field of vision. It's harmless. Most likely, it's just a product of your mind. And even if it is somehow some outside entity, it can't hurt you. It's also not uncommon to hear voices speaking about what you are doing, often disapproving, harmless. They cannot hurt you. 
they cannot stop you. A more insidious threat are voices that tell you things like, you are the one, that will try to convince you that you are specially chosen. This is extremely common. If these voices are correct, then anyone who does this for long enough is specially chosen. The reason this particular illusion is more insidious is because it's easy to like. It's easy to want to believe. But just like the menacing figures and the angry voices, it's meaningless. Even without any of these hallucinations or delusions, sleep paralysis, especially when you encounter it for the first time, can be disturbing. There's often a loud buzzing sound and sensation, like your entire body is vibrating. There may be flashes of light or knocking sounds, feelings of heat or cold. And the fact that you can't move is not necessarily very comfortable. Of the few people that I have shown how to have an out-of-body experience, several of them reached the sleep paralysis state and then went no further. It was too frightening. They never tried again. They couldn't imagine doing it without the fear. Again, it's harmless. It never lasts for more than a few seconds, or at most, a minute or two. From personal experience, the more frightened you are, the longer it seems to last. One of the best ways to get out of that state, if you're uncomfortable with it, is just to wait calmly. You will either drift off into normal sleep, or more likely, wake up. You may be tempted to attempt to move. This can snap you out of it. But, again, the more frightened you are, the more difficult it is to move. If you calm down and concentrate all of your attention on twitching a finger or wiggling a toe, once you manage to do so, you will wake up. And the quicker you let the fear subside, the quicker you'll be able to move. If I were on the other end of the speaker, I might be a little frustrated by now. I've yet to give you any methods. We're almost there. But I wanted you to have some idea what you might be facing. Forewarned is forearmed. And maybe, if you know what it's going to be like when you reach the state of sleep paralysis. It won't frighten you. I also needed to warn you about some of the hallucinations you can experience, so that hopefully they won't turn into delusions. In the next episode, I'm going to describe a model of the experience, based on the notion that you have a spirit that leaves your body and wanders around the world before returning. As ideas go, believing in this one is relatively harmless, but it can cause you to take what you experience in these oddball dream states too seriously, and that can change hallucination into delusion, and that could be dangerous. Take what you see and hear with a grain of salt. 
See you next time. Mm-hmm.